What's up, guys? This is Wade, and welcome to the Music Box Podcast. This week, we're talking about the death of the album. What's up, everybody? It's Jimmy. You know, when I was a kid, payday meant one thing. It meant a trip to the record store. Now, when I was a kid, the record store was a tape store, but payday meant that I was going to walk around in that store until I found something I wanted, and I was going to buy it. But those days are over. We're going to talk about why coming up on the Music Box. Hey guys, what is up? This is Wade, week two of the Music Box podcast. I'm here with my brother-in-law, Mr. Jimmy Anderson. What's up, guys? And uh, today we are talking about the death of the album. Thank you so much to everyone who listened to week number one. We know, we know it was a little rough. <laughs> we know we, we, we're figuring some stuff out mm. on the recording. Today, this, this thing's going to sound a whole lot better. If you listen to it, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, just an update. Uh, we've been approved. Uh, definitely, we're on Anchor. If you've downloaded the Anchor app, thank you so much. Um, we're also available on Breaker, on Radio Public, on Google Podcast on Stitcher, and on Pocket Cast. Right now, we're still waiting to be approved for Apple Podcasts, but uh, stay tuned for that. Coming soon. Very soon. Thank you so much for listening. Share this on, uh, if you enjoyed the episode, uh, share it with your friends. Let us know. Give us feedback. Yeah. Also comment. Give us your opinions. We want to hear from everyone. So we're ready today to talk a little bit about the death of the album. Um, Jimmy, tell me, go ahead. It's really no secret, uh, that album sales in general have not dropped, plummeted in the last decade or two. Um, did a little research, pulled up some numbers. The numbers do not lie. Um, and there, there could be any, any number of reasons for it, um, you know, one one thing that I think probably has a lot to do with it is that is that streaming services make the idea of of album buying nearly obsolete. I mean, it's basically a an activity for really diehard fans or just really kind of purists. Yes, <laughs> but I, I have an interjection a little bit. I. I want you guys to think about the fact that way back in the day, just like we said in the intro, when I would go to the store, okay, so I grew up in the 90s. Here we are, 1997, I'm in seventh grade. So the year 2000, I'm a sophomore in high school, I can drive, I'm getting in my car, I'm going to the Frisco Station Mall, yeah, baby. <laughs> and I'm going to the CD store, and I'm finding myself... The Seven Mary Three album. Okay. Had, oh. had, had cumbersome on it. Right? She calls me Goliath and I wear yeah. the David mask. Yes. Come on. So what a great lyric. And I would pay, if I got it on sale, we're thinking 10 bucks. Say maybe I got an album in the bin for 10 bucks. Yeah. Like $14.99 maybe was a high price CD. Yeah, maybe 16 17 bucks for a new CD in that time frame. Yes, sir. And then I would take it to my car... And I paid 
1699 Yeah. For as many listens as I wanted to. Yep. Here's the monopoly on music now. Now, if I want to listen to that record, I still have it in my CD case. But I don't have a CD player. <laughs> Unless you have an older car. You don't have a CD player. <laughs> or you got your Walkman yeah. on your head. You don't have a CD player. And so I paid $16.99 to listen to that as much as I want. But now I pay X amount of dollars a month to Apple or Spotify or whatever to listen to as much as I want. Where's where's the balance there? If right. I want to always if I want right. to listen to Seven Mary Three once a month, I'm paying ten dollars a month to yeah. pay for Seven Mary Three. Are they making more money? Well, and and technically, you're paying less to listen to the entire Seven Mary Three catalog yeah. as many times as you want. And not only that, but every other band that happens to pop into your head. While so, you're listening while to you're Seven listening Mary 3. To yeah. Seven Mary 3. Yeah. Because the lyric in that one song reminded you of a lyric in a song by another band, and you're like, when's the last time I listened to that album? Punch it up and listen yeah. to it right now. Yeah. No trip to the music store required. Right. So it honestly comes down to the convenience uh, for the listener. Yeah. It's the convenience for the listener. Um, so you can you can buy a six dollar gallon of milk at the convenience store. Or you can wait until your local grocery store opens up in the next morning. Yeah, and you can buy it for two. And you can buy it for two dollars. And it's the same product inside, for the most part. Yep, it's. Just I will the- say, um, and if anybody listening listens to the Eddie Trunk show on Sirius XM Volume, um, you'll know that he's. He's still a big fan of physical product. Yes, if, me too. When people say they have new stuff coming out, when he's interviewing even you know, top-level acts, when he has Sammy Hagar on the show, he wants them to send him physical product. He doesn't want a download. He doesn't want an email link. He wants a CD with art. Yes, you know, and lyrics. And, and lyrics. And that is the thing that I bought when I was a kid. And even even though, and of course I bought cassettes, I grew up in the cassette era. Even though you buy the cassette and you pull the J sleeve out and it's got like 216 folds in it because there's so much stuff on there. And you might look at that thing, you might look at that thing 20 times. You know what I mean? And then you don't know where it goes anymore. It disappears under the seat of your 1980 Thunderbird and you never see it again. Right, it ends up just soaking up a spilled Dr. Pepper, and it's and it's gone forever. But the f- there was so much that went into that piece of the product. Yeah, the cover art, the thank yous, the liner notes, the you know, CC Deville played BC Rich guitars exclusively. And you know, and it, there was so much. There was so much to take in. It was such a part of the album experience. I can remember absolutely one of my earliest memories of my entire life was when I was. I really couldn't tell you how old. A young, young child. Maybe I was in school. Maybe it was before that. But I can distinctly remember my dad had a copy of the Cream album, uh, Disraeli, Disraeli Gears. And this album cover, that album came out in the 60s, and it had this album cover that was all of this like P 
pink and orange and blue kind of psychedelic, almost like a tie-dye shirt. And it had just this crazy looking design to the album. And I can remember, I mean, I was old enough to know how to work a record player, but I can remember putting that giant album on the record player and putting it on and just sitting there and listening to that music and the association that I made with it was with the album cover that was in my hand. I totally agree. I would hear the music, but yeah. I was looking at these these psychedelic pictures on this album cover. And of course as a little kid, I wasn't I didn't know what they were singing about. I didn't care what they were singing about. I knew that those were bright colors. And I can just remember listening to that album and staring at that jacket and flipping it over. I'm pretty sure I couldn't even read, man. Sure. Yeah. But the music done something to you. Right. Right. But and the the jacket art, the album cover art was a big part of the impact that 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 listening experience had on me as a person. Yeah. And and honestly, if you're a, a younger person and you just happen to be listening to the Music Box podcast, you're missing out. Right. Yeah. I, I, I And chances are. You've probably never bought a physical copy of a yeah. recording. Yeah, you don't. You don't know what it's that that anticipation of CD release day. Oh my gosh! Right, it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it was. Uh, 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 new Fridays, I think, has always been. Was it? I thought it was Wednesday or something. Wednesday or Friday. I guess it just depended on the label or marketing or whatever. But that day, uh, it was always Friday for me. Because that's when I got out of school. It was that's payday. When I didn't, it was payday. Yeah. It's when I didn't have to do anything. Uh, and still to this day, I have my entire CD collection. And it still does something to me to pop the CD into a, a CD player. Yeah. Because I've done it so many, many times and had that many experiences. So at the Music Box, Jimmy and I want to encourage you to physically hold a CD in your hand. I know that a whole lot of bands out there nowadays aren't putting much into album artwork and yeah. and all of those liner notes and those things, but I'm just like Jimmy, a generation later where I would read, who played the drums on this song? Who wrote this song? Yeah. Right? Who, who uh, where was it recorded? Because some of those songs were recorded in different studios. Yeah. And, 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 and that kind of stuff made me a fan of music. Absolutely. And so... It was such a little part of it, too. Like, even these tiny details, like what the publishing company for the song was called. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, all of these artists had these crazy names for these publishing companies that they would copyright their songs through. <laughs> and that was such a cool part of it for me as a fan of music. So if you're listening to this, and you are a fan of music, you truly love your music, whether you like older music, newer music, it doesn't matter. If you're a true fan, support the band and buy a physical album. That I would, I'm sure that they would absolutely love if downloads were gone and you just had to buy records, records again. Right. And here's what you need to do. Honestly, I think if you, if you enjoy an artist's work and, you know, if you enjoyed a, a painter's work, then you would go somewhere to a gallery and buy their work. And you would take it home and put it on your wall. 
And well, tell everybody about it. And tell everybody about it. Yeah. And invite people over to come and see it. Well, these days, for the most part, you can't go to your local large retailer and buy physical copies of music anymore. They might have, you know, a few things here and there, but as far as getting deeply into somebody's catalog, you're not going to do it. But what you can do to really support an artist is go buy a ticket. Yeah. Go to a room and watch them play those songs in person and then visit the merch table on your way out. Yeah. I'm telling you, to me, the thing that has kept physical uh, copies of music alive or is sort of starting to resurrect it to a degree is the return of vinyl. And yeah, that's what they had to do. They I, had to do that. Yeah. I read an article where there's a company, which I should have written down, but I don't. There's a company that sought a patent for HD vinyl. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be incredible. I mean, I recently, my wife and sons got me a turntable for Christmas a few years ago, so I started trying to build up some vinyl in my in my collection. And I still love grabbing an album. There's something about the size of it. There's something about having that in my hand. <laughs> There's something about having the record in my hand and and putting that thing on. And it, one of the best sounds in the whole world is when that needle hits the record for the pop. first time and pops. Pop, pop, pop. It goes pop. And then in a couple seconds, music starts playing, man. And it's such a it's such a part of the experience of music for people who grew up a generation ago. Right. And so if you're young and you're listening to this, you have no idea. Yeah. You, you don't never have no idea. You, you've had, you have been very spoiled. You have instant access to whatever you want at which, any time that you want. Which is also incredible. I love the fact that when I'm driving down the road, if I hear a song on the radio and I want to, it reminds me of that album that I used to listen to. That I and I subscribe to Apple Music. I can punch up on Apple Music this this artist's name and it'll show me their whole catalog. And I can pick any one of those albums and in in five seconds I'm listening to it. Yep. I, I didn't have to dig through anything. Yep. I didn't have to get out my tape box. I didn't have to thumb through my albums to listen to it. I didn't have yep. to pull the big CD. The big CD yeah, envelope out. You're risking your life, though. <laughs> That's like living on the edge of your seat, driving 70 miles an hour down the road, looking at your CD case in the passenger side, and you're like, ah, I would rather die than not hear this song right, right now. That's right. exactly right. Uh, Talk you, about your distracted driving. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was the more dangerous than texting. Right? <laughs> more dangerous than texting and driving was trying to find that one CD. Right. Right. That song you were thinking of. But, you know, you guys are blessed. But this this brings back, this is just something that Jimmy and I are very passionate about because it affected both of our lives tremendously. I remember looking at album artwork. Um, we're, uh, we Honestly, we just want you to have the same experience. I want for my son, Jimmy wants for his sons, to have the same experience with music that, shape, that kind of shapes your life. I'm, I'm kind of worried about that because of... Uh, what we call, uh, what I call, what Wade calls force-fed music where you turn on the pop station and you hear the same 30 songs and it's like you either like it or you don't. 
and those people make music for um, yeah, what, what their record label says they should make music. And uh, I'm more of a fan of the person that says, here's my art, like it or don't. Right. And um, Well, I think, I think for me, the greater, the greater point for me and the greater thing that I would want to emphasize personally is that if you enjoy someone's art, you should support the artist in the best way you can find to do that. You know, if, if you, I don't know, if you love anything, you figure out ways to get it done. If you love Harry Potter, chances are you didn't borrow the books. You went out and bought them. You bought those books. And not only did you buy the books, you bought the Harry Potter edition of Monopoly too. So, so in a, in an age where it's harder and harder for artists to make a living off their art, musical, musically speaking in particular, uh, find ways to support those people. At the same time, the other side of the coin is that it's much easier to access music than it's ever been. Absolutely. And I don't mean just the latest, biggest hit. I don't mean that the only thing you can find is the new Jonas Brothers single. You can I just find, threw, threw up just a little bit. Sorry You can about that. find your local favorite band on iTunes, most likely. Yeah. If yep. they have a recording out, then chances are you can access that through whatever service you're using to stream music. Yeah, absolutely. You're blessed. Um, ultimately, <clears throat> we want you guys to experience that music. Right. The best way to do that is to physically buy the album. Right. Even if you're downloading it, don't just download the song. Download the record. Because the record is a journey. The record is something that these people have worked on for so long. We are promoters of the art of music, not just a song. A couple episodes from now, you never know, we might talk about a song, a popular song, or a song that everybody hates that we like. Or something like that. There, but those songs popped out to us on records, yeah. and those those storylines, those concept albums, those those uh, intricate things. There could have been thirty songs picked, and ten only made it on the record, yeah. and they thought that they were the best. So we well, and out of every record, there might be two songs released or three songs released. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like a great record might have four or five songs released on it. But guess what? There's still seven songs on that album that you don't hear if all you hear are the hits. Absolutely. And, and I, I could think of three or four songs right now that are like hidden gems on albums that had massive hit songs on it. But that massive hit song is not my favorite song on that record. Oh my gosh. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I can think of that. That's- and so you don't you don't get that. And, you know, I think there's a trend today too, especially in... Uh, in pop music and probably hip hop to a degree, although I think there are a lot of hip hop hip hop artists that are that are that are playing into making an album a cohesive piece of art. There's a lot of sort of uh, there's a lot of that sort of mentality in hip hop uh, now, and I think that's great for music. I'm not a huge hip hop fan. I don't know a lot about Kendrick Lamar. I've listened to a couple of his albums, and I like, I like his work. I like what he's doing. I mm-hmm. like what he's trying to do. He's making, 
a cohesive piece of art and giving it to the world. But what you get a lot of times is a single. Right. Know? And then you get this single and then you get another single. And then well, maybe you get an EP. And the reason for that is because they can make the same amount of money that they would selling a million records if they can get five million downloads. Yeah. Or five million streams, yep. right? So it costs X amount of money, X amount of money, to make the song. Yeah. Versus, let's we have to put out an entire record to get a single. Yeah. So that's the difference nowadays. It is, yeah. as well. And the other differences with the with the invention of digital recording. Now I don't need a record company to pay $150 an hour for me to rent a studio to write and record an album in it because I can write and record an album in my bathroom. It literally can be a nobody. Absolutely. Lil Nas X. Yeah. The biggest song in the world right now. The, I, I hesitate to say my true opinion, I guess I should, right? <laughs> the most ridiculous song I've ever heard in my entire life that Billy Ray Cyrus not reignited. I don't think anybody would say it isn't ridiculous. No, but Which, they listen to it. Yeah, but it's totally fine. It's like cocaine. It's Everybody not, don't like it. It's not the first stupid song that was a massive hit, the Macarena. <laughs> I get knocked down, but I get up again. You yeah. ain't ever gonna keep me down. It's the Chamba Wamba. It's like hey the now, easiest song. You're an all-star. Come on, that's not a song. <sighs> I guess you're right. I you guess know, you're right. I'm just saying. It's always been that way. It's not It's not new. This guy paid $50 for the beat. Yeah. And had to Google cowboy phrases to write his song. And he has a record deal and is a... He, he has a lot of money right hey, now. Hey, my hat's off to him, man. He had the idea. He figured out a way Did to he? get it out there. And it caught on. I mean, it caught on. He is the... I, He's the fakest thing I've ever seen but in my so life. But so what? He had an idea, and it caught on. He'll be they, gone he in two be, seconds. It doesn't matter. He'll be gone in two seconds. He's Well, and that's what he came for, was his two seconds. It's but, totally fine. And, the, uh, and two seconds is not worth it. Two and seconds isn't worth it. He'll, he'll be done. But it's completely fine. And that's not at all new. It's been happening... For all time. I know, but the songs just keep getting more ridiculous <laughs> and more stupid and more elementary. And, oh, and, yeah. I, and I mean elementary. This kid, I watched him. He's 20 years old. I watched a video of him singing at a elementary school. And all of the kids were screaming the lyrics of this song. Yeah. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Like, and you know, <laughs> that and makes total sense. Every self-respecting human being over the age of 11 will claim to hate that song. Yet, it is still the most popular song in the universe today. So it dropped a week before Taylor <laughs> Swift's album dropped. And when Taylor Swift... Now, this is unheard of. Yeah. When Taylor Swift's new album dropped, she did not have the number one selling album in the world, or song in the world. Yeah. Right? It was this kid, this nobody, right? That's incredible. And, and, and she has not beat him yet. That's incredible. As, as of now, as we're recording this, I believe he is still the number one on the charts with the remix with Billy Ray Cyrus, which is, oh, I don't know how opinionated I can be on this show, but 
Um, well, almost, it's your show, so just be his opinion. It's our show, brother, and and uh, I mean, ultimately, like it's I said, it's our name on the door, so whatever yeah. we say is what we have to live with. Like I said, uh, um, hats off to him. Okay, if I could write a song and and have lyrics that mean absolutely nothing um, and make millions of dollars right. and and travel the world, I mean, maybe I would but, do that. But I think I but know he's, he's accomplishing what he set out to accomplish. And in that sense, you have to say, okay, man, you do you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and we're way fixing to go. This, we're way fixing to, go. to see. Like, I'm not going to listen to the song. I'm not going to buy the song. I'm not going to support it. But I But did. he doesn't need me. I did. You did? I did. Why? I looked it up because everyone was talking about it. <laughs> and that's the thing. What you need to do, see, is hang out with Will. Because Will played it for me, he had it on his. I didn't even have to. I didn't have to get involved in it at all. So my son's ten, and he likes it. Yeah. So that tells me something. I'm 35. I don't need to like it. You don't need to. If like a 10 year old it. likes it, um, <clears throat> that's the difference, though, as well. When we're talking about albums. I could actually find that song and make that guy money, and it didn't cost me any more than if I was listening to the entire record. Back right. in the day, if I wanted to go hear that song, I had to go buy the record. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. so the, the death of the album is where we were talking about the experience from the store to the car, from the, from the car to the house, from yep. un- unwrapping it, bringing it into your bedroom, and then you finally got to listen to it. I literally had the thought, I got to hear this song, and then I heard it, and I haven't listened to it again unless my son asked me to play it. And it is more ridiculous every time. But the guy <laughs> is killing it. He killed it. He killed it. He, he killed made it. a song that was catchy. Yeah. And and he's and it's absolute doing... garbage. I would never defend it as a piece of art. It is not a piece of art. It's a piece of garbage. But it's a piece of garbage that there's a market for. Oh, see that? And that scares me. Yeah. But, there there's, is, but there there's is... never been a time in the history of music... That there wasn't a market for there's garbage. There's not a market for Ben Folds, and there's a market for this trash. Yeah, like people don't know who Ben Folds is, but this guy is the most famous, right? Yeah. I guess Lou Bega would be the same thing with Mama Number Five. People know Lou Bega's name because of that song, but they Absolutely. didn't. They didn't know the Counting Crows back then. No, you know, but and, you man, know, I don't know. Uh, Come on, Eileen is an iconic American pop song. I guarantee nobody you, knows who sings it. Can you name another song by Dexy's Midnight Runners? No, I can't. No, nobody can. They had another song that probably hit the top ten, but that's the song that people know. I mean, eight six seven five three zero nine Jenny Tommy Two Tone. How? May, somebody shout out the name of another Tommy Two Tone song. One Hit Wonders have been around from the beginning of time. And they will always be around. Gosh, I know. Um, I think I have a personal attachment to this song. <laughs> um, so I think we, I have a personal... I don't know if it's attachment, but I think I have a personal issue with this song because I'm a songwriter. Right. Yeah. Okay. So coming from the musician and the artist side of this... Yeah. This guy bought this bought the track, googled the lyrics to make them sound like country for rap, and then now he's the biggest thing on the planet. Yeah. Okay? He has no record. It's the death of the record. 
Right. He's a millionaire and didn't have to sell one record. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to the 21st century. Now, right? I'm going to say welcome to the 20th century because it's always been like that, man. Ah, oh, Jimmy, you're old. <laughs> I'm old, man. But <laughs> I remember a lot, a lot of songs like that. I remember a lot of bands like that. Yeah. Or they're, artists they're, I, like I know that. that they've been there. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's not, absolutely. It's not, it's not a new phenomenon. The the viral aspect of it, that's a new word to describe it, but it's always existed. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything about music in the 40s and 50s and 60s. Well, we know Elvis. But I promise you that there were artists or or songs like that through those eras. I remember, I'm old enough to sort of remember the kind of... Uh, there was a whole thing in the 70s. You know, the 70s are considered a great era of music. I believe but, it. But, listen, we're on a great big convoy moving across the land. Come on. Chris Christopherson. That's like, that's here's, here's rubber duck. It's just, it's but just it trash for the sake. It's exactly right. It's a marketing. It's like Footloose. It's one of the worst <laughs> songs ever written. Yeah, it's a massive pop hit because it went... With a movie that had a dreamy guy in it. Yeah, this is not... Uh, yeah, I I got you. I, yeah. to, I totally agree with you. And One Hit Wonders is another another topic. My, <laughs> my issue... My, my issue with this Lil Nas X Old Town Road song, and I'm actually promoting that freaking song yeah. on this podcast, um, is the fact that as an artist, I have sat and racked my brain to write a, a, a song from the heart. Yeah. And this is not from the heart. Yeah, we and both that's, have. That's, we both poured over songs. And not finished songs because we didn't feel like we could finish it in a way that did service to the song. To the feeling that I had like, coming out. Like, I've I've written pieces before that I felt like were probably four-fifths done. But I couldn't find that last fifth. And I was just like, forget it. Forget it. I'm not going to try to finish it because I can't make it full. I can't finish it. In a way that's going to do service to the other four fifths of it. Yeah, I think. But um, there's always been a market for that too. Ben Folds is never going to be as instantaneously globally popular. recognized as as Nas X, but he's also never going to be as universally hated as that's that true. At the same time, it's, and that's the kind of music I respect. From the County Crows to Ben Folds to Tom Waits to all these people that play music and write music that they don't give a a, a care yeah. whether you like it or not. But if you do like it, you're diehard. Yeah. You're not diehard because it's popular. You're diehard because that music touches your soul. Yeah. And so if the album has to die, please, God, don't let the music die. Right. Please, God, don't let songwriting die. Please... Yeah. Please let popular music but die. Just because, Please, in my opinion, just because you hate a song that is immensely popular, doesn't mean that you can't love music that exists at the same time. Yeah, I get there that. are a lot of even popular acts that are making good music, mm. even if it's music you don't particularly care for. Yeah, and 
And I have to deal with the fact that I'm getting older. <laughs> and, I've been dealing with it for a long time, so yeah. I'm getting better at it. So I, I, I can't listen to Top 40. Uh, there are some songs that are very catchy. There are some yeah. that are very hooky. There are some that have a good beat. But honestly, that's what, our, that's what everybody wants right now. And so I still enjoy songwriting. I still enjoy the... Uh, I want to know. There's uh, Brandy Carlisle, I believe, is that oh, that that so that, good. That, that's songwriting it, but yeah. she won a Grammy. She's popular because yeah. she's promoting certain and, agendas and, and things rightfully like that. so. And rightfully so. Yeah. So if you don't know that, go listen to that. That's that's somebody being authentic. I said that in yeah. in, in episode one when we was talking about solos. It's the authenticity yeah. of things. God, the quote of the day, in my opinion, if the album has to die, please, God, don't let music die. Yeah. Please don't let the lyric die. Um, I I did I, a lot of nerdy kind of research yeah, about album sales uh, over the last few days. Uh, in the year 2000, uh, the record companies or the record industry sold $942.5 million dollars worth of physical product oh my in the year 2000. That's almost $1 billion. $1 billion. In the year 2018... Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yep. Is that a billion dollars or a billion albums? No, that's that's sales in dollars. So okay, okay. okay. It's $942.5 million worth of physical... Album sales. Album sales. In the year 2018... That number was a staggering $52 million in physical product sales. That's a tenth of what it was in the year 2000. Oh, Jimmy, I think I'm about to cough my lung up. (laughs) (laughs) I better make light of it or I can't. You'll have to repeat that. Yeah. But uh, that is a staggering number. Yeah, it's a staggering eight, number. 18 years and a tenth of the album sales. Yeah. And and thereby, you're getting about a tenth of the physical product made. Yeah. Probably. How long do you think until the nobody records an entire album and they all go independent and they do crowdfunding? I know a very, very famous band named Red... Right yeah. now, dropped their label, did a crowdfunding, did all kinds of stuff, and now they're just starting to release one song, one song at a time. One song at a time. One song at a time. Take some ten grand, pay themselves, yeah. pay for their time. You know, it's, it's hard to quantify. It's hard to say. I know that uh, one thing I did read in a Rolling Stone article was that between 2017 and 2018 was the first increase in physical product sales in over 20 years. It, well, since 2000. Because so, of vinyl? So right about 20 years. It was the first increase. It was a it was a paltry increase. It was not a big number. It was maybe, it was less than 20% increase. It, it has to be either because of vinyl sales picking up I think that it, trend or the fact that bands and artists have figured out that we're not going to make you money if we don't travel. 
yeah. if we don't play a lot of shows and I they're agree. selling those records on, yeah. at and the I, show. And I honestly do believe that it has to do with the you know the hipsters picking up on vinyl and getting, yeah, and getting geeky about it and getting snobby about it, to yeah. be honest with you. It became like this kitschy thing where where you know well I got to get an album and, and you know I got to get a record player and go buy albums cuz now that's cool but listen listen you know I've been listening to August and everything everything after since it came out it's my favorite record but let me tell you something I bought it on vinyl and it's a different record on vinyl oh, than see, it was no, on gotta, cassette I, and CD I had it on both I have the same CD from 1993 that I listened to Obviously, I listen to it on Apple Music now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but I still have that album. It's a great album, but and, um, but uh, there's a little. I mean, to me, it's it's semi religious experience listening yeah. to an album that I love and know on vinyl. I mean, I bought Pearl Jam ten on uh, vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you bought the Paramore. Riot I bought album. the Paramore. Yeah, Riot album on on vinyl. Uh, I've got. You know, you got Foo Fighters. I got Foo Fighters. You got Michael Jackson. I got I got Michael Jackson, Thriller, and Off the Wall. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I got Purple Rain. Oh yeah. I got a couple of Chris Stapleton records. Oh gosh, we got to talk about that. I guy. got Queen Greatest Hits. I and the vinyl's awesome. You know, if you uh, if you want physical copy of music, it's a great way to listen to music. Yeah, I got to do it. Yeah, I got to do it because they don't even sell CD players anymore. But uh, I think the vinyl should come back. Um, I think that CDs should live on, even though um, I'm fine with digital music. But please, bands, if you're out there, if you happen to hear the Music Box podcast, don't stop making albums for us please people that love it. Please make albums. Please make albums because we, we like to listen to it. And if you don't, man, I, I hope that we could be some sort of slingshot that propels you into... Forward, hearing uh, the experience of buying a record and, and listening to it. We don't want that to die on uh, uh, on our watch. You know what I mean? Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We really appreciate the listens. Again, give us feedback. Uh, you can reach out to us on the Anchor app. And again, we're available on several streaming services now. Uh, the list gets longer every week. We are currently on Breaker. Radio Public, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and Pocket Cast. Check us out on any of those platforms and, of course, the Anchor app as well. Send us your feedback, ideas. Uh, give us your thoughts on the topics. We love hearing from you guys. So uh, we can't wait to hear from you. We'll be back next week with a new topic. And thanks for listening to the Music Box.